Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hmm? Ah! Hmm. Yeah, we were just passing through. Thought we'd stop in and say hi. Why are you covered in blood? Um, we hit a deer on the way up here. And when I tried to pull it out of the grill of my car, the sucker just exploded all over it. So <laughs> we had to cut it up with my chainsaw arm. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Richard. And this is the Evil Dead Cast, Episode 5. We have a couple of special guests today. I want to introduce mine and Richard's longtime friend, Spencer. Good afternoon. You've been an Evil Dead fan for how long? As long as you guys have been Evil Dead fans. (laughs) That's what I thought, yeah. We used to work at the theater back in the 80s. And uh, our other, my other good friend, Chris, from Talking Dead Podcast, who's going to be with us going forward. Cool. Hey. Yeah, I'm really excited that you wanted to do this. I didn't even know you were an Evil Dead fan. Well, I I am. Uh, I've uh, I mean I've seen all the movies, of course. I've watched. I was introduced them to them when I was a teenager in the '90s, and you know I was a, I'm a huge fan. So I was really looking forward to this show. Cool, right on. Uh, we saw Evil Dead Two when it came shortly out. after it came out. Yeah, it was right when it came. Then out. went back and watched Evil Dead One, but we're showing our age. Yeah, you know, I don't care. I don't care. Who cares? R- remind me. Remind <laughs> me what year Evil Dead Two came out? Nineteen eighty-seven. Oh my god, That's eighty-seven. Right. So it was the nineties when I first saw it, and Evil Dead Two was the first one, first one of the series that I saw, and then went back to get the see the first one, and of course I saw Army of Darkness in the theater, so that was amazing. Okay, you, it's clear you know? that you're younger than us. Yeah. You don't have to. <laughs> not, not by much. Come on. <laughs> That's true. What were you saying, Rich? I was going to ask how you heard about Evil Dead Two. Well, um, I have a good friend. I still know the guy, and we used to hang out in his basement a lot, just screwing around. And one day, he came home uh, from school, and a kid at his school had given him a VHS tape of a movie that he said he had to watch. And so he came in, he brought it, and we put it on, and it was Evil Dead 2. And we basically sat there for, you know, the two hours or whatever it is, and, you know, eyes wide and our mouths hanging open because it was the greatest thing we'd ever seen at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Absolutely. we watched I think we watched it probably like 30 times over the next 2 weeks or 3 oh, weeks wow. and loved it so much and then um after that started looking for the first one and so on. Yeah, so it was just, you know, we were hanging around doing nothing and he came with this mystery tape and it was the best thing we'd ever seen. 
That's cool. It was awesome. So what what do you think of the the pilot for Ash versus Evil Dead? I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It uh it it really felt like Evil Dead to me. Um Ash was older but kind of the same and and just the gore was amazing and the comedy was all there, so I really enjoyed it. I'm really happy I I liked it so much. Me too. I know. I hate when you start a podcast on a show and then it sucks. <laughs> it's like, okay, we're done. What about you? Oh, I was literally pointing at the screen, squealing like a little girl, saying, oh my God, Ash is back. <laughs> yeah, they did a really good job of capturing the essence. That's the best part. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our talk about the most recent episode it, we're doing a top three since there are four of us here and we don't want to be here for two hours so it's our <laughs> dead cast top three this week it's top three highlights for season one episode two bait so in general rich hmm. what do you think well i really enjoyed the fact that they picked up where they left off from uh-huh. the last episode i mean like literally yeah the lady still bleeding on the floors chainsaw still dripping with blood and then they just take it from there. That's what I was hoping for in this series. I was hoping that it would be one continuous story. It looks like it's going to be. Well, that's how the movies were. Yeah. It, they always start each movie pretty much where the other ones left off. Yeah. And it gives you this feeling that there's no letting up on Ash. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think, Spence? Um, I, I agree with Rich, but it kind of went beyond that for me. And the fact that um, I don't know how everybody else felt about it, but Ash and his arrogance and the fact that he is such the you know the man's man it was like he had it coming and uh and exactly what we were talking about here there he is in all of his suspicion being impolite at the dinner table and then <laughs> bam he just he just went for it you know one shot to the face <laughs> mimi rogers sprawled out on the for floor no particular it wasn't like he saw some clue or anything well, yeah. no he just, he just like, knew. Oh, I've had he just this. knew i had enough yeah so, so. you liked it you liked oh yeah it. chris yeah i liked it a lot too that scene though where he just punches her in the face almost out of nowhere they they foreshadowed it earlier when they were in the car and he was telling pablo to uh You'll get hit in the face once and know what to do. Yeah. And then that's exactly what he did. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I was um, curious to see uh, what, you know, because Sam Raimi didn't direct the second one. He only did the first one. And I was curious to see if there'd be a different feel to it. But I don't really think there was. And I think they did a good job. So I, I enjoyed number two just as much, really, as the first one. Yeah, I've kind of got my radar up because I know that, Sam Raimi directed and wrote the first one and did not direct nor write the second one. And I'm sure he had a lot of, uh, he probably helped shape the story of the whole series, but I'm like uh, watching for, Oh, is it going to lose its way? And I, I didn't enjoy this one as much as the first episode. I liked it a lot, but uh, I felt like, I don't know, maybe in some parts it felt like it was going through the motions a little bit. I don't know. I mean, as we go through our points here, um, you know, I'll get into it a little bit more, but for the most part, I really dug it, especially when I'm going back and writing down all the funny lines that I liked. There's so many. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, let's start with our top three. Um, Let's just keep going in that same order. Rich, why don't you go first? Uh, You know what I noticed uh, this episode was that uh, all the characters say and react exactly how you would expect them to say and react, uh, you know, in a standard television drama, except for Ash. He's the one that gets all the cool lines. He's the one that reacts differently than everybody else. And it, and it, I like that they kept that up. I like that they're that they're going with uh, keeping Ash different, keeping Ash Ash. Yeah, this was sort of like Ash 
getting dropped in the middle of Leave it to Beaver or something almost. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. (laughs) Which I loved. I like that juxtaposition. Yeah. That's cool. I like the fact that Ash is still working retail. And, you know, it's only the retail clerk that is going to save the world. And that's what it took, Uh you know. So deep down, I might want to go back to retail and, <laughs> and be just proud. Be proud and knowing full well that in any apocalyptic, you know, scenario, that there is going to be someone who's going to stand up, be groovy about it, find a shotgun, and save the world. Mm-hmm. So you like that he's an everyman and he still is a badass. Like if he was James Bond, it wouldn't be as cool. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, there, there's something to be said about uh, politeness. I mean, don't get me wrong. I am not advocating anybody not being polite. But when it comes down to taking care of business, someone has to be a leader. And Ash, he just knows he's the man to do the job. And I love the fact that they maintain that. And uh, it was one of the reasons why I've always enjoyed Ash. And the fact that we're talking about a person who's been through put through the ringer and he can still cope with it. And uh, be confident in himself to take care of business, even in a comedic way. <laughs> I think working in retail is the perfect job for Ash. It's where he learns. Exactly. It's where he learns all the skills he needs to deal with deadites because he has to deal with customers all day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, you know, it's interesting that actually I feel like that quality of the Evil Dead franchise. I mean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, you guys, but it did, doesn't seem like it really came forward until the last scene in the last movie when he said shop smart shop s smart because that seemed like oh wow this is so weird seeing ash in our world we've only seen him in a spooky old cabin and in medieval times until now but now that scene and then this series continues on with it right (laughs) it kind of makes him more of a real guy you know a little bit even though he's he's nuts and has all the best one-liners and and so on he's a bit of a real guy because he just works in s mart or uh, whatever the shop was called in the show, which I can't remember right now. Value, value stop. Value yeah, stop. Value there stop. we go. Okay. My number three, one of my favorite things about this episode that I definitely liked was the tension between Ash and Kelly's mom. I liked the whole juxtaposition of this bloody chainsaw armed hero in this average suburban house, mm. which we kind of talked about. But also, we all know that she's i mean i think we're all like ash we're 99.9 percent sure that she's a deadite but there's that little one percent that or point one percent that we're not i mean i don't know did you guys have any unsureness i no. did you did a yeah, little bit i was uh, i was on the edge of my seat i'm like well is she or isn't she <laughs> i thought they did a good job of i mean creating i figured suspense. she died and it's a bullshit story uh, it is sort of convenient that they didn't find the body yeah to make this story work but um there's still even though i know like example for example in my own life i know i'm i feel like i'm 99.9 percent sure that there's no such thing as ghosts but i still get scared in the middle of the night (laughs) thinking about it (laughs) so anyway we're sitting there waiting to see if and when the deadite's gonna manifest and that tension was awesome yeah and the way that the mom was looking at him like she looked at him like i know you i'm gonna get you (laughs) and the the she put this like it looked like a some kind of bleeding organ down on his plate. Yes. Yeah. That was the food. <laughs> and then you see blood coming out of I See, one of my favorite parts was you see like it dripping down her chin. Yes. Uh-huh. And Ash 
looked a little worried right there. Yeah. It, it was starting to mess with his mind, which I love Ash the best, not when he's just badass the whole time through, but when he starts to get freaked out by the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so just the whole uh, dynamic between Ash and the mom was awesome. And Mimi Rogers played that part really well, I thought. Yeah. The mom. She was really good. Did you guys notice, though, that there were, in in a few scenes leading up to the reveal of her being a deadite, there were flies flying? Yeah, 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 I did. That's a tell. Yeah, that's it right there. I mean, I thought that was just such a nice touch, you know, to, it was really subtle because it wasn't every time she was on screen, but then once in a while there was a fly flying around and you're like, oh, she's totally dead. (laughs) Yeah, and that made me wonder, is this I mean, these kinds of questions are pretty ridiculous for the show, but just for this, what the hell we're doing a podcast, is that her corpse that's been reanimated by a deadite or is it just some other kind of manifestation? She was physically there. That's part of the reason I was in suspense. I was like, well, is she or isn't she? She doesn't look like she's been dead. Yeah. But the deadites we know can make make a person look look normal normal. for a little while. Hush, little baby. Don't say Uh a word. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, and in the first episode, you know, you had the uh, the deputy that, you know, with a shotgun that he pulls himself off of the antlers. And for a brief moment, he yeah. looked normal and got her to doubt, you know, it was this all in her head. And of course, he, you know, had to go for her throat. But you know. which brings up a good point. I think in every movie so far, Evil Dead and now every episode, They've played that beat where you have the possessed person suddenly turn back normal and go, don't kill me. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, that'll get old if they just keep doing it that same way every time, you know? Yeah. So I wonder if they're going to have some kind of a, a development of that or a play on it or something, you know? I, I don't think they can just keep doing the exact same thing every episode. That's true. I like that the evil is evil. They say mean things. Yes. That's right. <laughs> do mean things. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm thinking, what is the point of her pretending to be mom when she could probably just kill the daughter or whatever? And it seems like the point is just to fuck with her. Get That's her right. in for a hug and then tell her something really mean. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, but I'm going to pull your heart out now. Yeah. And what did she say? She said, I killed myself killed to get myself, away from you. Yeah. That's exactly right. Purpose. Well, did you also notice a scar? She had a big scar across her scalp near her hairline on the uh, on her right side of her head. Uh, so I was looking at that going, nah, she's dead. <laughs> oh, you mean when she was no- in when she normal looked normal? Mode. There was this yeah. big scar sitting up there, and then the fly. There was all kinds, of, and I'm like, Little nah, signs. this is it. <laughs> now, so go ahead, sir. Sorry, I noticed the scar too, and I just sort of figured. So I guess she really did go into the river in a car wreck, but mm-hmm. was possessed somehow, and that she got the scar in the crash. I, that's what I figured. But you're right; it was another sign that she's something's not right. And then. For some reason, just punching her in the face brought out her deadite nature. I guess she just figured there was no point in keeping up the ruse anymore. Yeah. yeah. I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, what better way, though? Ash was going to go for it no matter what. Yeah. Like he said, I can't doing? even get my nut up until to rumble unless I've had a good shot in the chin. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rich, what's your number two? Um, well, we just touched on it. How the I like how the evil is being developed. In this series so far, I mean, it's, it's they're not just mindless zombies walking around. I mean, they're actively trying to mess with people's heads. Yeah, they're 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 being evil. Mm-hmm. I like that. I hope they continue to develop it. Yeah, it seems like I mean that a lot of times the deadites are doing what they do just for the joy of 
making other people suffer. Right. <laughs> Without a doubt. Bruce Campbell was talking about that too. I don't know, maybe you've heard of this, but he was kind of he was kind of Josh in The Walking Dead. He said, uh, we're, we are competitive with The Walking Dead. Like, we'll show those fuckers. Our deadites are very clever. They're not stupid shufflers. They can mimic people. They can drive cars. They're a fun threat. Yep. I'll give you that. Yeah? Yeah. He's throwing down the gauntlet. I yeah. think I heard that um, on our podcast when I read it a couple episodes ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's there a good go. one. It's a Wait good a one. Wait a Rich. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer, number two. For me, uh, I find myself laughing at the screen for all of the classic uh, imitation of the Raimi photography. I mean, it was there. The, the oh, zooming yeah. around the and the fact that yeah. the uh, the the unseen evil that's always done from the first person perspective going through car windshields and you know slamming up against the uh, the trailer repeatedly. I mean, I was like, this is what it's about. This is what I want to see. You know, this the evil spirit doing what it can to try to get into either you or to be utilizing whatever corpse it has to, you know, just just basically scare the bejesus yeah. out of you. Attack, ravage, or Bingo. Just, yeah, like, yeah. I almost feel like when we're watching these movies that it's an assault on us as a viewer a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> as well as yeah. the victims. Without a the doubt. Show. And the gore. They, they kept yes. the gore. Uh, and yeah. uh, I was... I, I, was just very i mean i've never been one to really appreciate over the top gore but when it's so tongue you know for lack of a better term tongue in cheek <laughs> and the fact that it's just so funny as hell uh just to see how everything is just going bananas at that moment i was like yeah mm-hmm. this is bringing back all the memories of every other film that i've ever seen but no one does it you know like ash and the evil dead I haven't either. I've never been one to be like, yes, gore, like some right. people. But for some reason, it, it's good. Like when they're sh- shoving that bottle into Mr. Roper's throat and he's kind of <laughs> yeah. laughing and the blood is just pouring <laughs> out. It's like, yeah, that's that's the way it should be. <laughs> Gratuitous. Well, the Raimi zooms, like the, the zooms he does and the extreme close-ups, that's what, that's what puts the us as the viewers like right into it right and yeah. that's kind of what i was uh wondering if we'd lose when Raimi's not directing it and i don't i don't think we did in this episode we were right up in there as well and it mm-hmm. it felt it felt the same to me so that was pretty good it's interesting the show is written this episode by uh, a comedian forgot his name but um dominic it- dear or something like that okay and but it's directed by a horror director so that seems like a good idea to combine the two you know for right. this kick it off well i know that it could be horrific to die on stage so i watched some of his stuff and it was pretty dark he was talking about rape a lot and oh. yeah that's right <laughs> and what else uh he said something about uh, he, you know, when you can't remember somebody's name, so you just lock them down in your basement, wait for your friends to come around and say, "Hey, have you seen so and so?" And they say, "That's who it is, Carl." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, whose turn is it, Chris? Yeah, I'll um, I'll say this kind of applies to 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 this episode and the first one, I guess. But I just love how 
the 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 AMC uh, not AMC stars excuse me and uh, everyone making this show just I feel like they just don't even give a crap but in the best way and they're not trying to make this show uh politically correct at all and especially if that really revolves around ash of course because he's misogynistic he he drinks and drives in this episode you know yeah you know he he takes advantage of of people every chance he get whether they're his friends or his enemies or whatever and he's just generally not really nice to to anybody although he does help them out i guess in the end but i just feel like it's so awesome that they're not trying to update ash kind of for the 21st century you know Mm -hmm. and and they're just like this is the way he is and he's a total fish out of water in 2015 but that's because he's hasn't changed at all and uh you know he even says i think in this episode that it's not a very pc thing to say these days but chicks are just like that and yeah right and, and i just like that's that's ash and i'm glad they're not trying to mess with the character too much and i felt like this episode even more than the first one uh kind of reinforced that a bit so mm-hmm. uh that was sort of my number two i guess and and just how ash is is ash and he's the same character and they're not worrying about making him making him fit in or or just be more pc i now that you mention it i almost wish he had just said you know chicks are just like that yeah, and not even not bothered part. saying no qualifier <laughs> yeah say these days but you're right yeah and uh, i particularly like the um just throwing the empties down in the pile of the front seat <laughs> like, as he's driving and there, there's such a there's a huge pile of them it's like you know maybe if just one bottle went down and you know any other show it would have been like a root beer or something but here he's just like filling up his passenger seat with with empty bottles it's so bad but so good at the same time <laughs> And Kelly's like, you know, my parents were Jewish. I wish they would have told me that before I made those stupid crosses. Crosses. And then he just walks away and gets in his car. Yeah. Well, since we're getting into this, I'll I'll do uh, my number two is the uh, just some of the funny lines. I liked. He said, "I get that you want to save your dad, but I'm trying to save all the dads everywhere, and the mommies and the babies." (laughs) (laughs) Or uh, let's see, you said the one about can't even get my nut up to rumble. Yeah. Uh, I like when Pablo is drenched in blood, and you just saw Ash wipe himself off with a nice big rag, (laughs) and he gives him a moist moist towel. (laughs) (laughs) And then this is a little one, but. Right when he came out of the trailer, which was just after uh, he had chopped Miss um, What's Her Name's head off, his neighbor Vivian, he's got he's like, I got to duct tape some bullet holes, and then he's humming. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it's just and there's all this creepiness going on. One of my favorites was when uh, when after he punched uh, Kelly's mom in the face. And she turned into a dead eye. And he was like, oh, good. I was starting to feel like a real dick. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. and before they get after, uh, before they get in the car, he tells Pablo to wipe your feet and get in. Like, wiping oh, his feet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what the hell was that? That's it's, awesome. Like, it's so important. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, when he, um, Pablo comes in to talk to him and he picks a bit of rope or a chunk of roper's flesh out of his hair and gives it to his lizard <laughs> yeah <laughs> rapidly so snaps it up uh-huh. you know what that looked like to me it's funny just this afternoon i was uh taking down our halloween decorations from last week and i took the pumpkin we had and because it, i thought it would be funny and the kids would like it i threw it onto the driveway so it would kind of explode yeah. and it left little chunks of pumpkin that looked just like that so i wonder if oh, they, oh, i wonder if very, they use pumpkin for that 
See, for any other holiday, that would, would be kind of gross. But for Halloween, it's just right. Yeah, perfect. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what? Any other ones? I got a couple more. Yeah. Did you catch the one where he was like, uh, sometimes the whale needs his bait fish to remind him of where he is in the ocean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, or something, something, like, something that. like that. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I liked when he said, I'll be polite right up until I'm rude. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Here's one of my favorites. Pablo says... She doesn't even have the crazy white eyes. They're brown and lovely like her daughter's. And I remember when I was like you, young, dumb, and full of conflicting emotions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or another little one is uh, Pablo when the lightning came down, when the drawer opens, and he goes to himself, it's just a storm, Pablito, which is probably what his mom told him when he was a little kid. Okay, before we get on into our number ones, I figure I might as well do an underwear commercial. Go for it. What the hell? So um, it's pretty cool. Like I wasn't really expecting to have sponsors for this show this early, but Mac Weldon is a new sponsor for our other podcast, Walking Dead Cast. And one of the guys over there, Colin, is like, I love Evil Dead. I have it tattooed on my chest and I want to do a sponsor for you guys, too. And I'm like. Awesome. So Mac Weldon, like I never accept any sponsors that I don't actually use and like. And I'm wearing some Mac Weldon underwear right now and this T-shirt too right here. And I like them because they look cool. They're they have nice colors. The fabric is feels really good. They're well designed. They use premium fabrics and you can tell you know, someone's attention to detail detail by their website too. And they have this really great, beautiful to look at, easy to use, even almost fun to use website where you can go on and choose the different colors and styles that you want. They have, uh, you know, it's all men's underwear. They have boxers briefs and boxer briefs and trunks. They have V-necks, crews, long sleeves. They have these great socks that are kind of extra high and they have they're really comfortable and well built and they have like this reinforced heel you can get them in kind of muted colors or these kind of fun ones and they like to point out that their products are all naturally antimicrobial which means they eliminate odor i haven't tested that yet but i'm going to pull off my underwear and have you guys smell them no i'm just kidding um chris is in canada so yeah can you smell it? No, I'm just kidding. But uh, so, so far, my whole experience with these guys has been great. I like their products. I'm proud to um, have them as a sponsor. And they're really comfortable and everything. And they're so comfortable that if you don't like your first pair, you, they say you can actually keep it and they'll still refund you with no questions asked. So there's a little motivation to go check them out. And do that by going to MacWeldon.com. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N. Dot com and you can get 20% off using promo code groovy so uh 20% off that's the highest discount we've ever had with any sponsor so i i totally recommend you guys check them out if you listen to walking deadcast and evil deadcast use the groovy promo code i'd like to show them that our new podcast has some support behind it and thanks to mac weldon for your support right on so let's move on to number one richard Number one, Mimi Rogers. I didn't realize that she was going to be in the episode. And when uh -huh. I saw her, I was like, hey, right on. We're starting to get some star power on this thing. I really li I like her. I like I liked all her past work. And I thought she did a great job uh, playing Kelly's mom in this episode. She was married to Tom Cruise, right? A long yeah. time ago, yeah. A long time ago. 
So she has some experience with some scary stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then at the end of the episode on stars, you know, it, it told you a little bit about the episode, and they said that she was totally into it. She wanted to be covered in blood. She wanted to do her, all her own stunts. Yeah. So I was like, all right, man, that's cool. That doesn't surprise me because she had this look like she was really into it. Yeah. You know, she did a great job. She did. I mean, you know, a, a lesser actress, I don't think would have pulled it off as well. Mm-hmm. I totally crushed on her in uh, Lost in Space. Yeah. She's, she's, she was pretty hot in Austin Powers, too. Yeah, Maybe, that's yeah. for sure, without a doubt. But Lost in Space, I'm sorry. Put put a woman in a space suit, and I'm all over that. Then you'd take her out of it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right, your turn. All right. Well, my number one big takeaway from uh, you know Ash versus the Evil Dead it's kind of an overall flavor. We've hit most of the points that we've been, uh, you know, that I had basically listed here. But it's it's the fanboy. It's the fact that they're they're staying true, and we got to see, I guess, not so much character development from Ash as it is a reinforcement of the fact that Ash is still Ash, and uh, that's what I was hoping for. I was worried that when they you know, decide to restart a given franchise and to see where it's going to go, that sometimes they take too many liberties with the main character, and they didn't. Of all things, uh, I think that of all the characters that Bruce Campbell has done, I've enjoyed them all. I've enjoyed Briscoe County. I enjoyed Jack of All Trades even back in the day. And, uh, of course, Ash. And, of course, Burn Notice. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Burn Notice was one of my all-time favorite shows. It was a great show. And, uh, you know, that being said, here we have Bruce Campbell. I'm sorry. I kind of got the impression that either A, he's just that good of an actor, or B, he felt at home because mm-hmm. he owns that role. Yeah. And uh, that was my big smile. That was my big yes moment. You know, it's very few times that I actually, you know, laugh out loud at the TV screen. And, uh, and I was mm-hmm. doing that. I was making comments, you know, pushing Richie as we're watching the show. Going, Dude, he did it. He did it. So to me, that's what it was all about. Yeah, totally. I laughed out loud at the TV. <laughs> what was it? It was when Pablo, they're all at the dinner table, right? And Pablo is uh, getting upset because Kelly's getting upset. And he tells Ash, Ash, just lay off Kelly's mom. It's a real mom. And while he's telling Ash this, they cut to his face and he's making the goofiest stupid looking face and I started cracking up laughing at the TV just little things like that he doesn't even have to speak mm-hmm. it makes me laugh he has a real handle on on how to do it and yes. makes it funny as hell yeah. and it's not the same he's not doing the same thing he does a lot of different kinds of things yeah. to make it funny alright Chris well my number one is something that I didn't really think I'd ever consider that much in Evil Dead, not because it's not good, but because I figured it would kind of always be the same, and that's the production design and the cinematography. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Some of these sort of filmmaking things that, uh, yeah, I didn't think I'd ever be talking about when it comes to Evil Dead, but I noticed in this episode that uh, I just really thought it was shot really beautifully and in a really awesome way. Like, uh, colors are pretty vibrant and not just like all the blood and the gore, but they it seemed like they did a lot of shooting at dusk or at dawn when um, <clears throat> the sun is coming through the trees really nice and they have some fog that they've brought in. And I realized it when uh, when they pull up to Kelly's parents' house 
and the 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 car pulls up and they've got the trailer behind them and the camera kind of swings back up on a crane probably and it swings up to see the windmill and it's just it's a really nicely lit shot and i just thought wow that's this is amazing and you know i'm i'm kind of surprised so i looked up the cinematographer and it was a guy named dave garbett and the production designer was nick bassett and uh i think these guys just deserve a round of applause for doing a great job with with yeah. Evil Dead. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it is shot really pretty. Are they Now, they sh- do they shoot it primarily in New Zealand? Or yeah. Or do they just do exterior shots down there? All of it. Yeah, Almost I think it's all, all done, it. and anything in studio would be done down there, too. But um, mm-hmm. And they use the special effects people down there, too. Right. That's cool. Okay, so who here doesn't think that we're not going to see that windmill again? Yeah, there was something with that, right? Yeah. They kept showing it. Yeah, yeah. it it, it <laughs> stopped. Backwards. What happened? It stopped when they got there, and then it started up yeah. as soon as they left again, right? I don't well, know if that was just a little framing device or if it meant something. It was something because if you look at the flag, the flag was blowing to the right, but the windmill was facing the left. It was, was like facing backwards. the wrong way, oh. yeah. and it turned <laughs> to face that. ash. I was waiting for it to come flying off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then they're like, something's not right it's, here. Things are I just mean, off kilter. One's going one way and one's yes. going the other way. Yeah, That's right. I love that. And uh, I want yeah more more stuff like that. I like that when things are just not quite how they should be. Like I noticed, um, I think it was in the pilot, in the trailer, one of his lanterns, after some commotion from a fight or something, is swinging back and forth and it just stops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't like come to a slow rest. Yeah things like that but you're talking about the filmmaking the cinematography um i'm glad you brought that up you guys are making me like this episode more than i did when i started so that's awesome but uh the we rich and i watched the first three movies again and talked about them you know to podcast to prep for the show and it just reminded me of how great the filmmaking was in all of those like the vibrant colors and the framing and the camera work and the sound design and everything so yeah. it is a big part of Evil Dead, I think. It's a big job, too. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> you mean movie. just be the director? Yeah, yeah. Make a movie. I mean, all the things you got to be in control of. You got to have it all in your head, too. Yeah. Like, you got to be a certain kind of person. Like, the guy who did uh, Fantastic Four, Josh Trank, yeah. he crumbled under the pressure, it sounds oh, yeah. like. Oh, yeah. No. Like yeah. he was hiding in his tent. That's not a, that's a whole other anybody. podcast in and of itself on how bad that. Movie <laughs> I didn't even was, go so. see it because I heard it was just so awful. Yeah, <laughs> neither did I. I heard it was terrible, so I didn't bother. But but I heard all. Did you hear all the rumors about him kind of combusting or whatever? No, he was mean to the actors. I'm and, not surprised. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. My number one is just stuff from the movies. So like you mentioned, Rich, it picks up where it left off like the Evil Dead movies did. Yeah. I noticed he called them Deadites. At first I was like, wait a minute. I thought they weren't going to use anything from Army of Darkness. But the first time Deadites was used was in the medieval scene right at the end of Evil Dead 2. So maybe that makes it okay. I don't know. Um, Ash Ash said, he phrased it. I call them Deadites. Yeah. What I call Deadites. And Ash told Pablo when he was freaking out, he goes, well, for your first time, you did great. Most folks just end up dead. And in Ash's experience, especially in the first two movies, everyone else is dead that has ever partnered with him on fighting the deadites. So that's, that's, yeah, he's like, hey, you're still alive. Amazing. I thought (laughs) you'd be dead. Um, 
I thought for a little while that Pablo was seeming a little too cartoony. Like he said, you said I'd know what to do after I got hit, but I just got hit and I don't know what to do. <laughs> but then I remembered that in Evil Dead 2, they were like that. Like they're yeah. like, gosh, dang, Bobby Joe or whatever, you know, <laughs> they were like that, too. So it's yeah. fine. Uh, and then, you know, he made those same crosses out of sticks. Well, he made one for his girlfriend, Linda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same kind of thing. He's so that was like a those. play on that. And then uh, that's about it. I, I just also wanted to bring up last time we talked about that Evil Dead flashback that was in the pilot. Yeah. And we were saying that we thought it was all from Evil Dead 2. But he said he had to bury his friends. And he showed some of those friends. Spencer's yeah. nodding. So I think that was from the first movie because he mm -hmm. didn't have any of those friends with him in the second. Yeah. So they used bits of both. Uh, that's it. <laughs> we didn't talk about Amanda at all. What did you guys think of that whole section? The Amanda Fisher, the cop. Yeah, well, she, you know, she didn't really have much of a role in this part, but I think they're setting her up, setting it up for next, yeah. the next episode for her to have a vent of a, a, a what do you call it vendetta against yeah. Ash? I think. Well, it's either that or she's going to actually end up being a sidekick down the line here. Yeah. Maybe because if you're going to have a series like this, it, it will get old after a while if Ash is the only one doing the ass kicking. So maybe. Yeah. I, I hope that they're not just banking on that because, mm -hmm. you know, the fact is that what made the first two movie, well, first three movies so great was the fact that they were so over the top. Well, that's great for, you know, one-off moments, you know, be between years. But now if we're going to have a TV series about it, you know, how is, you know, who, who's going to be Ash's Padawan? <laughs> you know, I mean, is he going to get one? And, uh, yeah. or, go ahead. I was just thinking, too, that Ash will be the one that does the ass kicking and she'll probably be the one that tries to figure out how to fix everything. Yeah, I yeah, I, I'm not sure where that storyline is going. Like right now, it's kind of just a parallel plot that it looks yeah. like it's coming together maybe next uh, next episode or soon. But mm -hmm. I, I wasn't really sure. But maybe you're right. Ash will sort of be the muscle and she'll be the brains of the operation if they start working together. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, I hope we get to see her naked. But anyway, <laughs> 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 but uh, I think it'll get old if uh, if they don't if nobody dies. Because oh, yeah. then the deadites don't seem like as much of a threat. No, they need to be. Of all things, this needs to go bananas. Mm. Although her Kelly's family died, so yeah. father died. So maybe we'll just see secondary characters die throughout the series, but our main characters, Pablo and Kelly and this Amanda, will stay alive. See, I'm not so sure I want to see our main characters die. I mean, obviously Ash isn't going to die, um, but it's sort of... I, I feel like this show's a little different in that you know, walking dead. than Walking Dead. I mean, obviously, yeah. but it's the Walking Dead. You you expect them to die. It's a serious zombie show. This, I almost feel like I just want to see them kick ass. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm not yeah, worried about right. people yeah. dying. But I want other people to die. A yeah. Lot. Well, <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure you're gonna get that. Kelly's dad got the fork through the eye. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> they, and whenever someone bleeds out, they really bleed out. <laughs> There's more blood <laughs> in these bodies. Than, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh the 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 Amanda section I thought was problematic and this is something that you should never probably even think of in a show like this but I didn't get why she was there uh why any the cop showed up did somebody report 
violence. There were body bags on the floor, so I guess the, well, the neighbors' bodies were there. The lady, the old lady, was all chopped up. Yeah, right. She was Ash on the ground, just killed. Right. Yeah. Right. And I love. Oh, one thing we didn't mention is his neighbors said. Uh, yeah, he was mean to our kids and mean to pretty much everybody else. <laughs> he was an asshole. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so I guess somehow the, the cops got wind of that and she found out and went there. But then um, why would she think this had some kind of connection to what she experienced before? Maybe they're in a small town and nothing ever happens. I don't know. It just seemed a little flimsy, the plot. But I think that's what we're going to have to expect sometimes. I, I liked how the neighbor, when they were talking to the neighbor, she said that Ash had a girl with a skanky wrist tattoo. Like, right. Like that was the yeah. worst kind of tattoo ever she could have. That's, <laughs> that, that's what made her bad, you know, evil. <laughs> what a skank. Yeah. Uh, they said he would bring whores back to his trailer. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> and that might have just been from their point of view. I had a couple more notes. I, I like that Pablo has a big spark plug on his shirt for some reason. Yeah. yeah. It's like a hipster. Uh, and then, yeah, I guess that's about it. Did anybody else have anything to say about it? Do you think the Deadites are after Ash or are they after the book? No, they're after Ash. It seems like it. They're saying things like, we want to test the metal of man. Yeah. And even yeah. Ash said that Kelly's mom lured like the whole bait thing, right? They, she was luring Ash so that she could get him. Right. He's right. the whale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he thinks so, he but that doesn't so. even, it could be that they're after the book though. Yeah. But well, like I don't you see. I kind of got the impression that they want to kill Ash because he was the only one to actually close the damn book this, you know, 30 years ago. He was actually able to push him back and he managed mm -hmm. to get home. He's been a thorn in their and side. So he's a thorn in their side and they haven't forgotten about that and they're eternal and he isn't. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, so that, I think that's one aspect that we can kind of read into it. But, you know, by virtue of the fact that, I mean, they're, the race is on. They're trying to get to the, to the magical bookstore so that Ash can figure out a way to find a spell to. Yeah. <laughs> To put an end, put a lid on all this bullshit. And, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. And I think that's where they're going to be going next. If I were the writers, I would be exploring the fact that, you know, we see the Necronomicon ex mortis as he, he basically says one spell and he releases the apocalypse. So what are we talking about now? Well, there are more spells in that book. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Maybe willing be to some... bet you there's going to be all kinds of goofiness that's going to kick in here as they're trying to figure That'd it out. That'd be cool. Yeah, man. If I had the rest of the episodes right now, we would just binge watch them right now. I would anyway. <laughs> oh, totally. I would for sure. <laughs> Anything else? I liked how uh, Pablo, more than any other character, spent this episode covered in blood. He, he <laughs> that's for sure. He yeah. was, like he cleaned up during dinner a little bit, but then even when everybody else sort of was cleaned up, he was still covered in blood in the car, of course, when Ash yep. toweled himself down. And then right at the end when they were burying Kelly's parents, Kelly was totally clean, Ash was mostly clean. He's still covered in blood. It's like <laughs> blood, he just yeah. never gets to clean up. I thought that was funny. Um and then I thought the uh two more things, the police sketch of Ash that the cops had uh, mm -hmm. Kind of looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know what it was. <laughs> okay, but, uh, you say Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thought he looked like Josh Brolin. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I could see that. maybe the chin the or something brow. like that. Yeah, yep. Um, Beady eyes. <laughs> it must be a, a composite of all of those guys. I don't know. And then finally, the uh, during the dinner scene, they did kind of a shotgun cam where it looked like the. Or maybe yes. I should say boomstick cam. They put the camera on the end of the gun, looking back at Ash, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. 
Love it. It was Let pretty fun. Let the boomstick do the talking. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Good. All right. Good job, guys. Let's move on to the news. Groovy. All right. This week in the news, there's a few items. Um, I know everybody listening to this has probably already watched the first episode and the second episode, but... Just in case you want to get a friend into the show, Stars posted the first episode on Facebook, so you can send people over there to Facebook to watch it. Uh, it's also on their website, but I could not get it to work on their site. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's because I'm in Canada. Sometimes we get shut out of things like that. But if you can't get it to work on their their um, their site, go over to Facebook, the Facebook page for the show, and you can find the episode there. And uh, and if you want to rewatch it, that's a good way to do it as well. And even if, oh, well, nobody's going to hear this who doesn't probably doesn't have stars. But if you happen to be listening to this and you don't have stars and you don't know how you're going to get to see this, I would still recommend going and watching the pilot for free because it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. It's it's I mean, if you're a, even if you're a minor fan, you're going to you're going to love it. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Next, uh, NECA Toys, I think is how you say it. It's the National Entertainment Collectibles Association, which sounds very, very official. Uh, they're going to be releasing some Ash vs. Evil Dead toys coming up in 2016. There's not a lot of information out on these yet, but they did post an image of um, that eyeless deadite. Have you seen? Have you guys seen that one? It's kind of got no face almost, but that's one. It's of the, one we haven't seen in the show yet. I'm. I feel like it might have been in the first episode, but. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember now, but it's kind of got no face, at least no eyes anyways, and it's really creepy looking. That's one of the action figures they're going to be putting out. But this this company, they've put out toys for Evil Dead 2, Alien, Predator, Friday the 13th, Hellraiser, all kinds of them. So they have been around a while, and they do some really great stuff. So if you're into action figures or toys, you have um, some Ash versus Evil Dead ones to look forward to coming out next year. And there's not... Uh, there's no information yet on when, but we'll uh, we'll update you if we get that down the road at some point. I tried to stay away from that because I don't, I don't want to end up collecting a whole bunch of <laughs> stuff and have it, you know, clutter. But then I'm like, eh, I'll just get this portal gun, which I have up there. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be Rick Grimes. I'll get a replica of the Rip. And then I got my lightsaber. Then I got another lightsaber. Because <laughs> you need two lightsabers. <laughs> and I want an ash toy. I know. Yeah. I want an ash toy. Just one ash toy and then I'll be done. Yeah. I <laughs> I had an ash costume for Halloween like years ago. And uh, so I've, I've still got the chainsaw I used and the, the shotgun I used. So you got to have some stuff like that. Right on. You know. You have yours, Rich? Yeah, I did the same thing. Uh, except I made my chainsaw out of cardboard. So it's long gone. Oh, yeah. No, I went and bought a... A, like toy plastic chainsaw that I could modify a little bit to look more like the Evil Dead one. Right. So <laughs> next item, Sam Raimi. He, as we talked about, directed the first episode and it's up in the air right now whether he will be back or not to do more. Uh, Blaster.com interviewed him and asked if he'd do any more episodes and he said, I don't know that they need me. Right now I'm really looking for a feature film to direct. If they needed me, I would come in and do something like a big goofy finale or kick off the first episode of the season, but there isn't really a request for that right now. So who knows if he'll be back, but what do you guys think? Do you want to see Raimi back directing the show? I'd like to officially make my request yeah. and come back. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't complain. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's it's the it, it's the Raimi Tappert show on that one. I mean, come on. When I think of the Evil Dead, I think Sam Raimi, 
and I think Tappert. Mm-hmm. I mean, who else? Who else could make Crime Wave the way they had? Right. <laughs> you know, and it just. I never was, saw that. I I, I have it on it DVD, yeah, and right. you're more than welcome to watch it because I loved it. Okay. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, man. I I don't believe that either. I think he's being humble or something, and I wouldn't be surprised if he might want to go do a feature film just so he doesn't feel like he's being pigeonholed back into you know taking a step backwards in his career. But maybe he can go do a great movie and then come back and do a, a season two episode of Ash versus Evil Dead. Well, I hope he does too. I mean, it's not like he's been doing this every year for thirty years. You know, he took a bit of a break there from Evil Dead, so. I think yeah. I think he can come back and it'll be okay. And I would like to see it too, even if it's just one episode a season. Yeah, you know, because this totally. is his baby, and he needs to watch it grow. Take, take care of his baby. <laughs> take care of his baby. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Um, Bruce Campbell. He was uh, another interview with Bruce, and he called modern horror borer, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> he said horror is just too serious. Period. And I get it. I get that. Uh, that's the default. Most horror is very straight. It could be a little boring, too. Borer. And Lucy Lawless was there, and she added, Because of Bruce Campbell and because of the legacy of Evil Dead, we've got our own thing going on. It's raucous and it's distasteful, and we're proud of it. So they know what they're into, and uh, I, you know, they, they seem to be creating a show here that sort of lives up to the legacy of Evil Dead, which I just thought was worth mentioning. Absolutely. Finally, we've got uh, just a reminder for any Bruce Campbell fans that he is on another show right now. Uh, He is playing Ronald Reagan on Fargo, and I think his first episode uh, debuts this week, uh, which is Monday, so tomorrow at this point. It's episode five of season two of Fargo. You can see Bruce Campbell as Ronald Reagan, and apparently he's instrumental to the plot of that show. Awesome. Wow, I got to get caught that's up. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't remember the name of the showrunner for um, Fargo, but Noah oh, Holly. Yeah, Noah like Holly or something. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he said the, you know, I don't know that Bruce or Ronald Reagan is sort of, um, it's it's more about Reagan's influence on the the United States in that time period, so that, and how it affects the characters on that show. But we're good, we're definitely going to see Reagan on screen portrayed by bruce campbell so worth watching if you're a bruce campbell fan for sure or a reagan fan or maybe a reagan fan yeah or a fargo fan it's those are all good things (laughs) i love that show by the way yeah i'm not caught up on season two yet but i loved season one and uh i'm sort of i've done the first couple of season two but it's it's great Mm. i highly recommend it uh that's it for the news this week nice all right All right, we actually got a call this week, so let's do a little listener feedback section. This is from Scott Norton. I hope this is the Evil Dead podcast cast. Um, This is Scott Norton. I'm just calling to comment on the thing you said in episode three about Ash's mechanical hands. I was curious about that, too, and I looked it up on the Internet, and there actually was a hand sort of like that with gears and stuff built in the 14th century, like medieval times. Now, it was made by a really rich guy who could hire artisans to make something like that, but a hand like that could exist. Probably wouldn't make the mechanical engine electronic sounds that Ash's hand did, but that hand actually is technically possible. Just not in the time he had to make it. All right, that was all I wanted to say. Bye. 
So he's saying that you could make a mechanical hand in the 13th century? That's what he's saying. But I looked it up, and uh, I think what he's referring to, there's this 16th century German imperial knight, so it's in the 1500s, named Goldsven Berlichingen or something, who <laughs> lost a hand in battle, and he had this mechanical iron prosthetic made. And it said that he it could grip anything from a, a lance or a sword to a feather pen. But I got the sense that he, you need to take your other hand and like cinch it up oh. and get it tight, you know, and lock it in. So it's it's like not like, grip. yeah, it's not like you can sit there and I'm moving my fingers around right now. That's pretty know. cool. But still, there was something like that. And maybe they took inspiration from it when they did the whole ash thing. Right on. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. I've never man. known that. Yeah. Learn something new every day. There you go. <laughs> and Take that's to one to grow on. Okay. Let's move on to <laughs> next week on Ash vs. Evil Dead. All right, next week on episode 103, November 14th, 9 p.m., Books from Beyond. So this is what yeah, this is what TV Guide says about it. <clears throat> a mysterious woman stumbles upon the devastation at Kelly's parents' farm. While Ash, Pablo, and Kelly continue to search for the Necronomicon, and Fisher faces a terrifying, inexplicable scenario. Wait, can you read that very first part again about the farm? A mysterious woman stumbles upon the devastation at Kelly's parents' okay. farm. So you're right. The whole, what do you call it? Windmill. The windmill. Yeah. I There's something you. still going on at the farm. Yeah, that's going to be either uh, Amanda or Ruby, right? Lucy. Well, Amanda's already at the bookstore. Ruby. Isn't yeah. she? Ruby. And so it's got to be Ruby, I so think. we're finally yeah. going to get right. some Lucy. That's what I'm now. Let's, let's hope we see her naked. <laughs> well, well you know, I don't think there's... we can actually accommodate you on that one. I got a thing for Lucy. <laughs> awesome. I mean, I can't think of anything that would say that would make me go, oh, I'm not watching that. Yeah. Next week, Ash dies in the first two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So, uh, Lucy Lawless, uh, she's making an appearance according to Internet Movie Database. And uh, Phil... Pelleton, who plays Kelly's dad, and Mimi Rogers also gets screen oh. credit. I wonder. Wow. See, sometimes IMDb back. is inaccurate, but maybe they'll come. Yeah. Maybe it's a flashback. Or I was going to say, it's going to have to be, unless she reattaches her head. <laughs> or the head is just rolling around all on right. the ground. Oh, there I you mean, go. I don't know. It's all. Right, that's our show episode five thanks for listening everybody if you want to call us you can reach us at 650-485-DEAD that's 650-485-3323 i was too lazy to change the message on there so you're just going to hear some zombie sounds because that's also the line we use for walking dead cats but go ahead and leave your message anyway you can also email us at groovy at podcastica.com you can find us on the web at facebook.com slash evil deadcast or at evil deadcast on twitter and check out our other shows on the Podcastica Network at podcastica.com. Uh, I want to give a big thanks to The Daily Dead for posting our episodes. If you go to dailydead.com, you can see articles, news, and other podcasts and things related to all the horrifying things in the world. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening. And we'll swallow your souls. <laughs>